Welcome to Between Two Furrows, where two bros talk about art and try to figure out the f***ing universe. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Check it out. And we are live. Even though that doesn't really make sense for this podcast, because <laughs> we're not on actual live. Uh, let me turn my mic down a little bit more. Don't want no more clipping. All right. What's up, Scott? Not too much. Just getting through the artistic motions again and coming up with a better process. Again and again. Again and again and again and again. Yeah. I'm drawing a picture. Well, I'm, I guess, inking in weird order. But... <clears throat> Trying to get this post done that I've been putting off for a long time. Because hmm. life. Yeah. And it's almost done. I'm happy enough with it. <laughs> it's a good way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I just want to move on to more things. Because this was just like another study slash redraw of something that <clears throat> I drew before. Um, if you follow me on Instagram at Fabia underscore sketch, you can see that sketch and other sketches that I do. And, uh, yeah, just trying to mess around with colors and light and bounce light and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But anyway, for this podcast, what do you want to talk about, Scott? <laughs> uh, I guess kind of a fusion of it's a concept that i thought about the other day um but something that could be talked about more depending on how many people would take to it but basically the fusion of like how we found that it's like really good to like fuse uh what we like about traditional illustration and fuse that with like the skills and tools that we have for um digital art yes yeah yeah so uh people should talk about that more yeah you're right continue yeah honestly um was there anything that you noticed that you wanted to take away from traditional art and then like going back and forth uh um, traditional to digital i think the biggest takeaway for me was recognizing um where i came from as an artist and i feel like this happens with most artists i i very i highly doubt your first art experience was on digital so no <laughs> yeah uh so a lot of people i feel like are just mystified by digital i know i was just being like oh look at how cool it is and how like practical it can be and all these other like you know ways of making art and um basically you know digital can encompass painting it can encompass water color it can do a lot of like inking styles you can even use markers that are digitally created so um, people are honestly just seeing digital art as the future, and we all get that, whatever. But um, uh, something I was thinking about as far as um, just how the human race has evolved, right? So um, 300, not even 300 years. Yes, actually, 300 years ago, America was created, mm -hmm. formed, and all that crap. On it, less than that, 200-something but um point is we're we haven't evolved much as a human race we've evolved much very much as technology 
in general. Like, I mean, since then, obviously we've evolved and done a lot of, you know, rethinking, but this was more of like intellectual, intellectual uh, evolutions rather than just like biological and all that stuff. So like my point is, uh, the same, we're very genetically close, if not 100% the same as our four, as the forefathers of America. Right. So like, yeah, basically if I was Thomas Edison, not Thomas Edison, uh, Thomas Jefferson, and I was looking at a digital tablet, my brain would just shut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically. like the difference between me and him isn't very vast as far as just like what we understand as far as a human being. Well, like the, the chemical makeup and the biological makeup, everything is the same. So yeah, expecting myself to be able to use the technology that's new and today, like very quickly and very like, you know, the best way it could ever be used is very not non-realistic because it's only been around for like less than 20 years. Just digital art. I mean, yeah. Like, and it's not something that's like, like I said, no, your my first drawing experience definitely wasn't a tablet. I mean, my children might draw for the first time on digital, which would be like, you know, a new generation of kids basically. Yeah. But again, let me just wrap this up. Uh, I started on pencil, and a lot of people back then in 1776, whatever, the independence age, they were all drawing on pencil too. So, like, these are all things, This it's just intuitive and, like, not intuitive, second nature. And um, it's just something that is built in within me to just sketch with a pencil. And uh, ignoring that has honestly been a setback for me, jumping into yeah. digital art, because I... um digital art i kind of skip the sketching phase and i really just want to get to the final product so mm -hmm. I, it just fine it just makes me trying to take it makes me take shortcuts and traditional art i can't take shortcuts i can't zoom in i have to erase i can't just like go over it with opacity if i just don't like a line i have to erase it until i can't see it anymore mm -hmm. and uh, i have to put guidelines on because like once i make a decision it's more dire than it is on digital and i feel like that makes you slow down makes you think more makes you realize what you're doing and then realize uh, and more critically makes you think more critically of how to fix your mistakes and oh yeah i, I think that is a, a super big thing for traditional and some people just move away from it and all i know you can technically do traditional style on the tablet i i mean i'm not saying don't but for me, I just think it's a bigger benefit for me to jump onto traditional draw and scan in and then start doing my critiquing on digital because my eye is to the point where I can see things that are wrong for the most part. I mean, there's still stuff that I'm learning and I can render better and I can use color better and depth better or yeah. whatever, but uh, pencil will help me get to that step a lot faster and it has than just drilling digital because drilling digital just gets me better at doing... I don't know, kind of like just using the tools that are at my disposal and not actually using the ground blocks of art and like anatomy and stuff like that. And yeah, really, really thinking about stuff. So that's my thoughts. I know you have yeah, your that, own. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I agree with what you were saying with uh, for um, using traditional skills towards the digital medium. And then it's like they kind of um, 
interchangeable. Um, each one has their own set of tools as well, like say like Control Z, like what you were saying, mm -hmm. and then resizing and rescaling. Well, that's the same thing, rescaling, uh, and then moving the um, the sketch around. Um, those are uh, luxuries of just the medium of digital art. But then um, piggybacking off what you were saying before about um, setting up the sketch and being prepared to not do as much in terms of like how you want to set it on the page other than just your first strokes and then going back it's like uh going back in the sketchbooking with traditional it's like yeah it's got me used to a lot of things that i had missed out on um after i got comfortable with digital art because um i don't know if any everybody's able to see what i'm drawing right here but the snake um even for this new one i'm just drawing uh the general shape first of the head and then i'm going to let the 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 sketches of my much smaller brush nowadays i'm using a much smaller brush uh for just drafting and drafting is something that um i always did with traditional and bringing that back into digital art where as before i tried to just skip and save time like what you were saying just skip all the way to the end to the final uh layer uh line art and it's like that did me no favors at all so yeah it doesn't help yeah me. yeah working more with the draft sketch uh actually helps fluidity for me and that's something that i think i was missing for a long time yeah um as young artists i feel like you just want to get to your professional point as soon as possible and uh, I know you have influence from King. Well, I don't know if he's a big influence of yours, but he has inspired you. Uh, Kim Jong, Kim Jong Ji. Uh, Kim, yeah, Kim, Kim Jong Ji, Kim Jong Gi, or Ji. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, he's very much a master in the sense that he can just take stuff from his mind and just draw it. It doesn't oh, take yeah. him any guidelines or structural buildup or like you know drawing shapes before he gets there he just starts the detailing immediately as far as the pencil goes he doesn't go into it with the color yet but mm -hmm. that is just a state you get to from years and years of drawing and um uh something i read actually off of a tumblr post that i was creeping over my fiance's shoulder for um <laughs> There was a post that was like, uh, said something along the lines of, we get frustrated uh, with, um, a lot of people give up or quit early because they're not happy with how far they've come, and uh, how did it go? It was like, they're not happy where they are, and they are not happy with the journey they still have ahead. Like, interesting so basically it's like i haven't i'm i'm not i'm okay with hmm, okay how do i say this i want to set this up properly sorry everybody but <laughs> basically when people you know go after their dreams they don't know how long it's going to take um yeah. it could take a long time it could take not a long time but people usually give up because it's not paying off for them but mm -hmm. honestly, sometimes you might have to work for that payoff and it might take a lot longer than you thought, but it's really what depends on you getting there is how committed you are to it and what you're willing to do for it. And if you're not 
constantly changing those methods or getting better, then you you might end up just quitting. And um, for anyone starting out or anyone that's in a rut or anything like that, going back to just, you know, doing gestures, setting up sketches, planning sketches, doing thumbnails, like this will save you time. It'll make you better. It'll make your skills sharper so you don't have to use as many guidelines. And then you'll get to the point where you don't have to use guidelines at all. And that is something that we all want to achieve. But until then, I'm going to use guidelines and I'm going to make sure everything's correct because when it's not, it just frustrates me. And I don't think just jumping into a sketch is going to... I'm not going to jump into a perfect sketch to where I where I am right now. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, no matter how well I sketch it, it's going, something's going to be off and I'm going to erase and I'm going to have to fix it. And I might have to do that a lot of times because like my process usually takes about, um, if I'm doing a serious piece or like something I'm going to post and I'm thinking about posting it, like the drafting and like setting up of it will probably take me about 30 minutes to an hour. And then the drawing will take about an hour and a half maybe. And then the rendering will probably take about an hour and a half. So like, yeah, usually if I'm looking at finishing a piece, I'm looking at about four hours of work that I'm willing Mm -hmm. to put in. And I know it's going to take four hours. So I can, you know, either do like two hours one day and two hours another day and post, or I can do it all in one day. I just have to know that and understand that. And at some point I will get faster with all those steps, but for now, I recognize how long it takes for me to take to make a piece, and I'm satisfied with that. But mm-hmm. I'm those those steps to get to mastery are something that I need to take so I can improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I can say from very recent experience just over this past weekend that um oh let me actually get the sketch. Um, so right now I'm working on. A chibi that I hope is here. Yes, here it is. I'm working on a chibi for somebody, um, a high school friend of ours who is a lower classman. And well, she's our peer now. <laughs> oh yeah, she's our peer now. <laughs> so, um, I'm using uh more techniques than I usually would have uh, compared to when I first started doing chibis for everybody because I used to like uh, bust these out in like an hour and a half tops. Um, when I first started, it's like, oh, okay, I'm cool. I'm good with the process. And I was very comfortable with where I was now. Um, and for that time, it's like, yeah, I'd still take that um, experience. I wouldn't really change how stuff has already happened because I've learned so much from it. But now, um, this one, I'm taking my time with it. And um, I'm using, trying to emulate some techniques that I um, noticed from that one artist that I told you I was going to study. Uh um i think you yeah you mentioned him to me and i was like i know them i don't remember yeah oh um omar dogden or something like that the cap yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he's super good yeah so yeah so for those of us who don't know um I believe you told me, Joe, that he uh, is an official artist for Capcom, right? Character artist? Uh, I don't know if he's still working for them, but I know he was. And uh, he still does a lot of Capcom Udon or uh, that uh, Udon-based art Mm. distribution, whatever. I know a couple. Like, Roberto works for Udon as well. Oh, really? Yeah. And he did some Capcom work. So I know he did that, yes. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. 
Yeah, because I'm trying to emulate at least the line style that they have going on, and it's a lot more detailed. Their line art is very small, mm -hmm. or very, very thin. Yeah. And they leave most of the outlines on the edge, and they use uh, supporting uh, coloring to give more of the details on the inside. So say... That's honestly uh, what it, I'm doing right now on my sketch, but yes. Yeah, yeah, and I'm seeing a lot more artists giving, I guess, their best effort uh, now that the new year has come and started. And it's like, oh, cool, yeah, this is a really nice way to kick off the new year with um, trying to add more um, professionality to even just requests. Um, and it kind of ups my uh the quality of my own self even for the stuff that i would be giving away essentially for free and it's like okay i, I do still want to create a good process and their or a good product mm -hmm. uh even though it's not being sold uh i won't do some stuff um that i would use only for like a paid commission uh, but i still want it to be a good representation of my skills and it's like okay if you want to get a better commissioned art piece it's going to look definitely better than this but this is the threshold of what I have. I think that's a so, good way to do it. I just don't want you to eventually get taken advantage of. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like they can use your art and then so they, they can take this chibi and then use it for something like merch if they really wanted to. And it's free, uh, so there's no contract attached to it. Yeah, I don't, that's I don't see anybody that you're commissioning from doing, well, commissioning from you, well, quote-unquote commission, doing that because obviously mm -hmm. they seem to be like nice people and... uh yeah no one seems to be a business person on this spectrum but <laughs> yes uh i'm glad that you're just pursuing quality and then just you know you're basically drilling a business format whether mm -hmm. you know it or not um and i think that's good for you to stretch your legs so mm -hmm. i'm not gonna knock it i just want you to get some money yeah yeah yeah, I don't know if you can. Yeah, I don't know if you can see what I have so far, but this is what it looks like. Oh, uh, would you say this is a marker style? Uh, what what I'm working on right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm using Copics, and what I'm doing so far, I'm using just a little bit of airbrushing. I uh, made a crop of like just her layers, so if yeah. I draw on the outside, then it's not going to show up, which is gotcha. very nice. Uh, um, for people now. Well, uh, for everybody who cannot see, it's a chibi character with a snake and a bird, and it's um, on a paper X textured background. And uh, yeah, like yeah, said, working with the yeah, working with a paper texture actually helps me uh, focus more on the uh, I guess the overall composition of the work. It's just that satisfaction of having the. Uh, the texture and it's like okay i know i'm drawing somewhere and it feels very tactile and real and concrete mm. whereas i think you were saying before that um you had heard somewhere that it's not really good to just draw on a white background at least yeah yeah it's, and it's, it's like one bad for your eyes and two not interesting <laughs> yeah it's very bland without the paper texture it's like oh it's like uh you could very well go without the paper texture, but it's like if once you take it off, it's like, eh, yeah, I kind of want it there. It makes it feel real or whatever. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and that's one way that I've meshed what I liked, uh, or what I like about traditional, 
mm. is just getting some paper textures in there. And it's like you can just copy and paste. Maybe not even a paper texture. It could be maybe an original digital texture. Maybe you want a digital or uh, different kinds of textures that maybe you can't find anywhere else. Uh, and they don't even have to be something that has to be like flat looking. It could look maybe geometric, I'm thinking. Um, so it's like, yeah, just try out some different textures. You don't always have to draw on just a solid blank slate of pixels. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to. It's just uh, widening or opening up your, um, or, you know, yeah, widening your horizons as to what's possible, what may be working better for you, because I didn't know that I would work better with paper textures until I very well tried it. And my out, my interest has specifically increased like tenfold as far it's as like, just being interested in drawing or yeah yeah um in this case i guess uh picking up the pen and from the get-go being excited to work on it uh, whereas sometimes before uh not every single time hmm. um i would pick up the pen and be excited for the process as a whole and it's like oh yeah that's cool but then um being excited for um very specific parts. I'm mm. um, breaking it down to things that I like that make up the whole piece. It's like, oh yeah, that's the kind of satisfaction that I'm looking for, mm. where I'm like really deep into my work. Uh, not lost, of course, but like really excited for uh, working, working on it and not just waiting for the final output, like what you were saying before. Gotcha. Like getting excited about the whole piece itself rather than just being like, oh, uh, I want to get to the inking stage and just get to the end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm falling in love with the, the problem-solving aspect of art. Uh, mm. Somebody mentioned this on Twitter. Uh, some artist. Sorry for not remembering all your names. There's too many fucking artists. But um, <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah, people need to start falling in love with the, the problem-solving part of art because that's uh basically what it is it's just solving visual problems and then tweaking them and then getting to a point where you're satisfied and um yeah like the problem with digital for me i think i kind of talked about it is i would let my mistakes kind of like go i wouldn't really like fix all of them i would just be like this is good enough rather than being like this is what i want so mm. That was a big thing for me, especially when I got back to pencil. I realized that uh, when I would look at a reference, well, this is before I had a a screen tablet. When I had just oh, the yeah. the Wacom, I, basically, um, the, I would scale things differently. When I would draw on pencil, things would be more like, for lack of, I guess, more one to one, like a good ratio, as mm. a as to where when I would draw it on. Um, digital i would notice some things would stretch on me like i would just stretch out a body too far or like make it too wide and then just oh like, yeah yeah like i i i wasn't just seeing things for what they were properly and that i think that's also just you know lack of screen on the tablet that could be what's going on there oh maybe but um yeah it's just something that i needed to take you know more time to work out and uh from there, I basically decided that, you know, as an artist, there's a standard that I have to meet, and I'm not going to go below that standard. I need to either go above and beyond it or meet that standard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've been taking a lot more time on my art and 
the last fully drawn piece on my Instagram was one that took a long time and I've delivered it at a higher quality than most of my other works. So I'm getting a payoff from that and taking my time. Nice. So I recommend people take your fucking time. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we can both say from experience, it's like, and just to reiterate it, just because it's that important, um, it's really easy and fun to like want to just have everything be ready and done. Mm. But at the same time, it's like you can just chill out and work on something as you go and ooh, ooh, that zoomed out and realize where you want to add more of the skills that you may have picked up. Because if you're working too fast, you may be um, missing out on some techniques that you may want to try. Uh, to see if it's a good fit for the piece that you're working on. Because if maybe you miss out on it, then you may have... Well, one, you may have a regret. It's like, oh, dang, I should have tried that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you may not have thought to like slow down and try and see if it worked well. And it's like, oh, cool, that's something else that I can try. And it may be... Um, you never know. It could be a defining uh, trait of your art. Um, I wouldn't... Don't go out and trademark it or anything, because that's really difficult. I wouldn't suggest that. But... Uh, it could help your art be more recognizable, for one thing. Mm -hmm. um, more of your style may help uh, elevate your style as well. There's no, like, one tool, I would say. Would you agree there's not, like, one tool or one thing that you can do to improve your art, but it's just, like, a, uh... like a bunch of different things that you can use a, in specific ways? I don't think there's one thing that you can do to, I would say that's very subjective depending on what you're specifically trying to improve on yeah but uh I don't like to improve your art as a whole like 100% um, or I guess to yeah that there's a a multitude of different ways and things that you can more than one thing that you can incorporate to I guess elevate it yeah, it'd be more of a tan of, of co a few things in tandem that would elevate yeah. for sure, rather than just one specific thing. Mm-hmm. I agree Ooh. with that, yes. Yeah, because... do a lip thing. I don't understand how to do lipstick with fucking smiley lips. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes I can struggle on that, too, especially if they have, like, a really wide smile. That's what they had through this mouth, too. Wait, have you... Have you drawn, um, say, like, the light reflection on the lips, too? Like, for the lipstick? Uh, I haven't drawn it yet, but it's... Fucking throw it in there. Let me see where I'm at. Okay, light would probably be over here. Thick ink. There we go. That'll be lighter. Uh, oh, dang, what was that, um... It was... Oh, yeah, rough. So I think I think it was Darcy Light. So the inking that I'm that I used for uh, uh, this chibi drawing that I'm working on, it has a, a a lot of potential for uh pressure sensitivity. So it can go either like really thin or really thick. I think it should be this one. Let me actually make sure. Uh, so I don't want it that tiny. Yes. Yes. Okay. Or was? Oh, now I can't even remember. But um, also, 
uh, to support the idea that, hey, yeah, you could also try um, fusing traditional and digital together. Mm -hmm. If you're, if anybody out there is doing digital and they want more of a responsive feel, um, try playing with the stabilization. You know how uh, for inking, you would want the, stabilize, the stabilizer to be higher so then it's a smoother stroke. But if you're drafting, feel free to maybe turn it down to 10 or if you want it like one for one. Uh, zero because it's much more responsive you can get scribbles a lot easier mm -hmm. um it's basically the more stabilization you take out the more like traditional it will feel uh inherently as a feel not like stroke wise stroke wise that's all pixels you know but for the feel of how the stroke moves across the i guess the um canvas it'll feel a lot more responsive which may be something that you may be lacking as well something that you might be looking for yeah you could also huh. set up certain tools for like what you're doing uh like if you like sketching with a certain pencil and then you mm -hmm. like inking with a certain pencil then you could have a specific sensitivity set to those specific tools oh yeah for and sure that way you can instead of you know having to change your stabilization or sensitivity every time you can just you know click those ones and then use those ones during specific spe uh, steps of your piece Mm-hmm. So that's one way I would do it too. Just yeah, to and for yeah. yeah, and just to let you guys know what the program that we're using is Clip Studio Paint. It's yes. not it's it's not a job. It's not a an ad or anything. <laughs> but uh, it's a really nice in between between uh, maybe like I don't know if Procreate has text adding features. I'm not very familiar with that one. I don't know anything about Procreate, actually. Yeah, I've heard really good stuff about Procreate. I know the fill tool is really fun to use, where you just drag and drop the color. It's really fun. But um, I feel that, oh, Clip Studio is a good in-between between... Um, Photoshop say like, and Psy, you think? Yeah, yeah, Photoshop and then maybe InDesign as well. Hmm. Um, I Photoshop, I yeah, I, at least InDesign is specifically, it's an Adobe program specifically for making uh, page layouts and like magazine mm. uh, layouts as well specifically. There's a lot you can do with that. It's one of my favorite programs. Uh, but And then Photoshop where you can add brushes and everything. But with Clip Studio Paint, you can add text and a lot of different other text features as well. You can make uh, frames as well. Uh, very comfortably with the basic version. I'm just using the basic version as well. I think you're using the basic version too. I think it's yeah, pro. Yeah, just pro. I don't have a need for EX yet. I mean, I want to do in the animation, but I don't really need more than the 30 frames, I think, that they provide. Yeah, yeah. So even with the the base version, it's only $52 flat. It's not a subscription, also, which is Also, there's nice. constantly sales. So, like... Oh, yes. Jump on the sales. Usually there will be a 50% sale around like every holiday and stuff like that. And they also have, uh, you also have the opportunity to upgrade from Pro to EX. So you don't have to mm -hmm. drop a whole EX bundle money of when you want to upgrade or, you know, move to the next level. So there's mm -hmm. that. That's uh, something I think is very important. Yeah. Where the heck? Uh, yeah, I think that's all for maybe. The free advertisement. The free advertisement for Clip Studio Paint. Because um, we were we were just talking about um, the meshing of 
traditional and then digital. I think we were just leaving off of like um, stabilization. Was there anything else that you could think of? Uh, as far as stabilization, no. I'm really shit at that part of art. <laughs> like, well, not art, I guess, of uh, that part of programming things. Because um, mm -hmm. I don't really know exactly. I uh, I think this steps into like when people are like, "What brush should I use?" Sometimes, and like, oh um, yeah, your stabilization, like with everything, is just you know your preference. Like, uh, I don't know what stabilization really works for me not like i mean i like to think i understand what's working for me and what's not working for me so like i just drag my fucking pencil across this fucking canvas and then if i don't like it i don't like it <laughs> but um i don't really think i have any more to say about that hmm Oops, sorry, I got, like, really into this line stroke right here. It's okay. We're both focusing on our pieces. Um, what would you say Clip Studio has... Well, I guess we can continue on the art advertising. I wasn't intentionally going to go on this topic of more Clip Studio stuff. But uh, what <laughs> what would you say Clip Studio does for you that other programs do not? I would say it's more like-minded for illustrators like ourselves where uh, sure you can do the same exact things in Photoshop, but there are some key features I think that are missing in Photoshop that uh, Clip Studio does have. Uh, I forget exactly what they are on the top of their head, but from what I've experimented with, because uh, I remember working with uh, Photoshop for my... Uh, intro to animation class. Uh, it was a really good class. I suggest taking up animation, um, maybe for like a uh, like a supplementary kind of course if you're interested in it. See how it goes. But I remember using Photoshop for that course, and it was okay. Um, a lot of the basics you have to, or stuff that is offered uh, in Clip Studio. You kind of have to like really play around with and make sure that everything is exactly right in Photoshop um, comparative to what is readily available with Clip Studio. Clip Studio has a really nice user interface for people who are um, new to their tools as well. And they also offer tutorials as well uh, if you go onto their website too. Um, and I'm sure that Photoshop also has the same uh, resources as well. Um, but it's just the presets are very nice for incoming um, beginners, I guess you could say. Yeah, like for me, just to ride on top of that, I think Clip Studio was one of the first art programs where I could like open it and I knew where everything was. And I exactly. Didn't really, like feel Photoshop. I always feel it feels like a Microsoft Word program for like if you've never opened one. Yeah. <laughs> for the first time, and it's just like. I don't know, rigid is the only really like way I can do it. And every time I would draw on it, I wouldn't be able to find like the brushes that I wanted to draw with. And I just, it just felt like more of a hassle than it was worth for me. Exactly. To use yeah. It. I, un I, I definitely know how powerful it is. And mm -hmm. I definitely understand that. And I'm definitely not telling you to not get uh, Photoshop 
But I can say that, like, with experience, that Clip Studio is probably my favorite art program, and I'm not likely to leave it anytime mm-hmm. soon, especially with the cloud features it has and not being a yeah. subscription-based plan and just how powerful it is just with what I... I mean, the base program gives me everything I need as far as yeah. like artist illustrating and stuff like that. And I would like to use the the comic book features and stuff, but uh, I'll probably use that later once, you know, I have an established idea of what I want for mm-hmm. um, how my, the style of my comic and all of that. Because I do want to get into doing comics, as we've talked mm-hmm. before. But yeah, for a basic... Well, I don't want to say basic... For uh, for the regular artist, I think clip well the regular regular digital artist Clip Studio has literally everything you need for way cheaper. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, as far as coming from Sai, that was my biggest program, well Painter Tool Sai, to this mm-hmm. one. There, it's been basically a seamless transition. Yeah, I love yeah what you were saying before about uh the subscription. It's like yeah, it has all these base features, and for desktop there is no subscription, which yeah. is a really really nice, Super um, uh, a one good reason as to get uh at least Clip Studio. That's one thing going for it. At least for mobile for iPad, um, there is a subscription, but it's only I think like two or three dollars a month. Which is like way cheaper than than Photoshop. (laughs) Tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is? I understand that it's a very uh, professional environment for Photoshop, but I don't know what they would be doing with all of the money from all these different subscriptions. Less. It's it's like what is they they're doing less? (laughs) Like, uh, (laughs) from what I would understand, as someone who kind of understands business is Mm -hmm. you have this powerful program that's basically not i want now that clip studio paints here it's not exactly the the biggest uh industry standard program as it used to be but because it is an industry standard it is more profitable for them to release a subscription plan than a flat fee on the just buying it because that way, mm. people that need it will constantly be using it, and they get to constantly make the same amount of money every month, all the time. And because it is the industry standard, people will be using it more often in businesses and industries, stuff like that. So now, basically, they have infinite money rather than just selling, you know, uh, license keys and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay. Clip Studio is more of... I would say for the artist, by the artist. Yeah. Uh, Photoshop is for the artist, by the businessman, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just something you have to think about when you make these things. So like, like, yeah, if, if I was making raw straws money, maybe I would be using that Photoshop, but I am not making raw straws money. So that's, yeah. Yeah, it's a very good program for getting your foot in the door and seeing if it is for you, and if it's not, it's like, well, it's okay. You only spend, like, $52. Yeah, definitely. You'll make that back in a month. Yeah, and it's like, you get to keep it. You get to keep the thing. Yeah, forever. 
<laughs> 4 a.m. Hmm. We got so off topic. <laughs> we oh, just... dude, I'm really good at that. Don't underestimate me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what can we talk about now? Hmm. 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 I guess we could say maybe a look into our processes, what we're doing right now. Okay. Uh, maybe here. How's how about ugh, how about this question? So, where would you say your interest lies for making a composition now? How would you go about setting it up? Uh, see, that's my problem. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't really. Well, I guess for okay. So I'm about to set up a composition for a piece for honestly like a focused composition for the first time. Um. So as far as setting that up, I would say the first thing I would do is thumbnail sketching, which I've talked about. Hmm. Uh, so just kind of, you know, make what doesn't exist as simple as possible first. Hmm. And then from there, make it more complex. Like uh, I have the thumbnail sketch already printed out and scanned in. So what I would do is I would just put that in my uh, Clip Studio program, uh, blow it up so it's really big. It's a little pixelated, but I kind of get the gist still. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I'll just like put down the. I'll start doing the drafting where I'll like put shapes and stuff where they need to be. Uh, for instance, this piece is going to be an interactive piece, well, an interaction between two characters. And they're in an environment. So I have to very much establish um, the ground and the depth of things. So I will try to set that out as simply as, simply as possible. <clears throat> and establish what's in front and what's behind as early as possible. So I can figure out what to, you know, design more and what to design less. Or, like, you know, focus on and make look sharper and less sharp, depending on that. And then I'll try to figure out the depth. And then I'll go into a sketching phase from there. Then from the sketching phase, I will go ahead and ink everything afterwards, after I get a decent sketch. This could take, well, this one I'm guessing is going to take a while. But um, once it's all said and done, ink it out, then take my magic wand and then put everything in gray to kind of flatten everything and then um, once i use the magic wand again on those flattened pieces everything will basically be a shape that i can just fill in with color then i'll slap my bases on my base colors oh got you and then from there i'll use a uh what's it called i'll put some layers on top and clip to layer below start doing some shading and then I like to put my shadows first and then light afterwards. That's just my preference. Yeah, I need to start doing that more. I've seen time and time again on like YouTube videos how easy that looks. But I just start with the base color and then I go as like, okay, dark and then light instead of going in <laughs> one linear fashion. It's like, you know, I could I could stand to learn from that and not <laughs> suffer so much. Yeah, it's it just makes it easier, honestly. Like, I feel like the light is easier to, like, splash on. 
Mm -hmm. Whereas shade, well, I mean, shading is, I would say, is easier as far as just figuring out where to put them. Because, you know, you, if you if you identify your light source, which is something I didn't do a lot of the time, then so you can then you could figure out where the major shadows are. And then obviously now that you have your light source, you can get the light. Mm. But yeah, shadows, then light, and then final detailing like i'll go back through and then make sure all the lines are crisp the way they need to be and that you know there's nothing funny sitting around and then after that mm -hmm. you know do as much rendering as possible and then get to a point where i'm okay with sending it out and then i'll send it out and that'll be my process but mm -hmm. um as far as the inside details i'm doing a lot of what you were mentioning before uh I'm trying to put lines more on the outside and then have colors and different, you know, different shades of the color and saturations to kind of imply the depth rather than putting a line there instead. Because I actually really like that style of doing things, too. I think it's a good combination of just, like, painting skills as well as, uh, uh, I guess, illustrating, illustrating skills. Hmm. Yeah, so that's basically what my process is right now. For as, huh. as far as putting together a composition. Gotcha. Yeah. What would you say yours is? I would say I'm changing it up a lot lately just for how to order the layers. Hmm. Uh, to give a good bit of uh, reference, I'm playing more with the layer settings where you can change it from, say, uh, normal, dark, and multiply, and all these different things. Yeah. Um, with... But the one thing that uh, anybody who's looking to use textures for is to learn more about <laughs> uh, the layer settings. Um, from what I knew before when I wanted to try, it's like, okay, all I have to do is make it into an overlay layer. And so if I have a really high contrasting uh, texture for the background, I can make it into a layer. And it's like, oh, cool. I can make that uh, texture that I copied and then the paper layer underneath uh, any color I want. So it's like, hey, I have this multicolored paper texture, like, say, for this one. But uh, I wanted to take it a step further and have the color be underneath uh, the... the color work with the overlay of the texture as well. And so it's like, okay, now I need to have it work with the texture instead of just being flat pixels on top and it looks all, like, blotchy and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, at least from what I just realized a while ago, it's like, oh, okay. How I would at least set up my layers is the paper color, um, one overlay at the bottom uh, for the texture. Then I do colors underneath the sketch, uh, and then the ink on top of the sketch, of course. And then I would put another, instead of an overlay, a linear burn of the texture on top. And so it actually, I learned that it makes the texture a little bit stronger. Mm. Uh, and then it's like, oh, cool, I can just put the texture on top of the colors and then it doesn't really affect it too much. And I have truer colors, brighter colors, which is really cool. Um, but that's the confusing way I'm <laughs> setting up my layers right now. But in terms of how I set up my canvas, uh, lately I've just been starting with the rough traditional vibe sketch where I'm using a really thin um, brush and making uh, really scratchy kind of shapes first to get the um, draft down first. 
then so when I'm then when I'm feeling more confident, I darken those uh, draft lines and then move on to the inking. Um, mainly now I'm doing uh, inking the outside first and then uh, some of the inside lines as well. And I'm actually moving away a little bit from hatching. I'm using um, just color gradients now. That's really uh, so funny. You're yeah, right, a hatch guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think um, maybe for, um, like, RPG kind of stuff, um, I'll use more hatching if it's just specifically without color. Hmm. Um, I'll use more hatching. Um, but in this point, in that case, when you mention it, I'm taking a step out where I'm taking, uh, from the inking and drafting layer, I'm taking out hatching, and I'm leaving more of it up to color. Hmm. Um, for colors... Uh, I start with mainly the regular color that I would want to use, and like I mentioned earlier, then I uh, take darker color, lighter color, put on those for the highlights and shadows. Um, and I actually like to work on the eyes close to last. I leave that last. It's like the cherry on top. <laughs> well, um, they're, yeah, they're the very detailed part of it. Yeah, it's very that. fun. Uh, this way, I actually did it a little differently. I'm, with using, um, what is it? The layer settings, I hmm. think for this one, where are the highlights? Oh, did I not do them here? Oh. Oh, it's linear light. Okay, that's, I keep forgetting. So, at least for the eyes, I'm using more of an airbrush kind of technique, uh, I think along with some layer stuff to make the highlights of the eye glow a little bit more intensely. And it actually brought out the eyes a lot better than I usually would if I relied on flat color. Mm. Um, and and don't get me wrong, there's a lot you can do with flat color. Um, but I'm at a point now, um, especially with you mentioning it before, Joe, it's like, oh, color dodge and glow dodge. It's very useful. It's like, yes, yeah, yes, it yes. really is useful. Yes, it really it is. is. I don't think yeah, people do. should think it as a cheating. I think they should see it as, oh my god, I can work faster. Like, yeah, it's all you need to know about it. Yeah, it's do not knock it until you try it. It's really good. Um, and it actually um, helped with some of the shading right here on the chibi, like say for the shirt. And I wanted to get the, I think the pleat or the press in the pants right here. And I actually, instead of using a line, I just used color for once. And it's like, oh. That looks really cool. I'm on a good path to using more color to have it be uh, more lifelike looking than just using straight lines all the time. And it's having more of a cartoony effect or a very nice anime effect, but it's like, no, okay. I've done anime before in the way that I've done it before. I want to change it up in a way that I haven't. And using more color is the way that I want to go now. Yeah, I'm... Like, I think I mentioned I was trying to do a style of color before. Uh, I want to get back into doing that, where it's like, um, the more, uh, what is it? Uh, Ross Draws calls it instant gratification lines or instant gratification texture details. Hmm. Kind of like, um, your shines that you put on eyes and stuff like that. I'm kind of using the same approach but I'm using kind of more bland colors for just um, base colors and then uh, more saturated colors for, like, the glows and, like, the lighting effects. So oh, gotcha. it's like, uh, I don't know. I like the contrast for it. I'm still developing it, so I might 
change depending on you know how my tests go with it but um i just liked how it turned out it just seemed really uh interesting and a pop in a different way mm-hmm. than uh, what i'm used to seeing in artists and hopefully that's something that i can use to kind of like stand out because a lot of people are just taking the advice they see on youtube and most of it's you know decent advice but yeah uh yeah, I just want to have more of a style that's more suited to what I'm doing and me, because uh, mm-hmm. I want I want quality, but I also want to stand out at the same time. In a yeah, little, exactly. not even like a lot, like just just enough to where you can look at my art and see my colors, and then just be like, okay, it's fucking Fabi sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I just want that kind of uh, dynamic in my art, and I'm kind of working on bringing that out uh i'll probably use that in the next in that piece that i was talking about for um composition we'll see oh gotcha yeah it's it's very interesting it's kind of like being that kind of person where they're recognizable but then i don't know it's like you never really hear about them but you know that they're doing very well mm-hmm it's like I don't know. It's a very interesting concept that I've thought about before. Well, art's all art on the internet's so weird because like you never really know how well your artists are doing. They're probably doing better than you think, but yeah, um, I don't know. There's just a lot of things to do, mm-hmm. like uh, commissions, actual work. As far as if you're you know under a publisher and you're working for specific things or. Um, say you're a animation storyboard artist and you could also be working on a book on the side and then you could also be making money off of youtube and instagram it really just depends on what artist you are and like how much you're trying to uh extend your reach to the stars above um i'm trying to figure that out because i want to be an artist with more of a reach than kind of like uh not to diss Omar, but like kind of like Omar. I I feel like he's just an old. I don't want to say it like that either. I don't because like he's he's a cool guy, uh. But he's obviously not looking for that kind of attention, as far as mm-hmm. YouTube, and other things. Like I'm kind of interested in that attention because I want to do a lot of things and uh, I want to build my following. So, what the hell was my point? Fuck. <laughs> Uh, basically I want to do a lot I want to reach a lot and I want to have multiple streams of income coming towards me as an artist and yeah. uh, because I want to make a studio one day and that requires money unfortunately and I the money honestly is just to pay other people so I'm not a greedy person yeah. I just want to be able to hire the talent that I want to hire and that requires some cheddar so yeah honestly just working money yeah working money money that works for me and uh yeah that's just something that i'm interested in deepening because i want to be able to do the whole i'm I'm publishing a comic book while working on these other things and you know push that um some artists aren't willing to do that it just kind of depends on what your goal is Mm-hmm. Hopefully that 
lined up with what I was trying to say before, before I totally forgot it. And if it did not, I'm sorry, whatever. But basically what I'm trying to say is I want to have the YouTube attention, the Instagram attention and stuff like that, because I'm more of an extrovert than I thought I was. And uh, I just want to connect with people that want to connect with me. And I see that as a opportunity to um, one, higher my status, well, increase my status and uh, become more of the professional that I want to be. So, yeah, that's just what I was trying to touch on. Yeah. I'm going to do some light effects. Scott's done with his art, so I'm going to be done with mine, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see. Oh, yeah, I I guess the last thing that I do for my process, on top of everything, I put my signature. That's honestly the last step that I take. It's a pretty good step. Yeah, and actually, now that that's something that I thought about before. Um, If you do have a paper texture, it makes it a lot tougher for people to crop out your signature. Really? Well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense because you'd be pulling the entire, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It would just look really weird. Mm Mm-hmm. At least somebody who's not very good at cropping out, it would be difficult for them. <laughs> also, we shouldn't really worry about that right now, but I get you. Yeah. No one's stealing my art currently. Motherfucker. There we go. What kind of light do you... Oh, crap. Um, what? What kind of light do you think would work for this like for a bounce light or a cold light better for for a cold light i'm this, thinking um, i'm trying to figure that out i feel like it would be better to be like this kind of green color that actually works very nicely but i don't know if it would work on the hair i guess is what my problem was uh like if i put it up here yeah it's kind of like a blue it looks like uh, a shadow maybe like it'll work here no Try going to... Is it like a blue-blue? This is like a cyan. cyan. Yeah, because I can't see the color real. Try going to, like, aqua to, like, maybe, like, a greenish for the hair. See if that changes the color. I have to to fit her whole (laughs) tag in here. It's a very long tag. Oh, there we go. She's a tag. Oof. Yeah, Corinne's tag. It's. Well, yeah. Uh, I think it's called. Oh wait, one sec. No problem. Actually, I'm gonna try to find a median point here. Alrighty, sorry about that. You're good. Oh yeah, with um <laughs> finding out all the info for the um, the layer information, there was a lot of experimentation on how the colors affect other things. Oh yeah. So a lot of time and it also depends on the background color that you use too, because I think for another one that I was working on, uh what background i forget what color background it has but uh yellows did not show up very well uh and then some rosy pink colors did not show up very well 
So it's like, oof. It's like, well, there goes that color right there. Four. Oh, that's why. Jeez. Okay. At, let me get the... Wait, oh, my phone's in my pocket. Wait, so what layer information do you have for um, the hair that you're working on? Uh, so I have the base color, and then right above that I have just a layer that's clipping down. Uh, and uh, that's about it, really. I'm about to throw another layer on top of it, though, hmm. for a light layer. The only problem is with that layer information. Oh wait, no, that does work. Okay. Cool. My veterinary journey. I don't know how I'm going to highlight the hair here. Cause it's not really. Hmm. Uh, Maybe I'll try for like a bluish. Okay. So. Try a very pastel teal. Oh, yeah, something close to that, actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Better. For all the viewers that we don't have, <laughs> I am doing some bounce light on this picture. That works. That works. That That's it. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, I'm doing some bounce light for the picture, so sorry for everybody listening to us just arting at this point. <laughs> there no oh, she a vet? Oh, yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah, she has... Oh, one of her <laughs> recent posts is of a dog spleen. A dog spleen. She's... Lovely. Yeah, it was for an, an externship. Externship? What? Yeah, so she's just is holding... the opposite of an internship? <laughs> I guess so. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like, um... Oh, yeah. That bounce light is awesome. Ooh, that pops. That pops really nice. Uh, what were you saying? Yeah, I think it might be kind of like a... Uh, it's like a mentorship. Uh, what is that called? Apprenticeship? I guess like... Yeah, maybe like an apprenticeship, possibly. Hmm. Like outside of the office. Interesting. Cool. So we finished that. It's finally done. Yeah. Oh, let me go to the um sketch layer. Take everything away. Oh, that's terrifying. Let's make that really light, like this. See if Take the colors it. away, please. Yes. <laughs> the shadows even creepier. Okay. Here's the sketch. Oh, the sketch always actually kind of looks better than the final. I hate that. I <laughs> it's like that. damn it right and it's i think that's how sometimes um maybe even i've gotten caught up with um just finishing it it's like the sketch looks so good i don't want to ink it or whatever well i think it's just because of the what i think it is is just how you're coloring yeah i think that's yeah. just basically what it is because like on a, obviously the sketch hasn't gone away i just think it's how you're coloring and bringing out those specific details isn't on the same well i guess 
your understanding of rendering your detailed work on your pencil isn't like the same as your color which is obvious mm -hmm. which is like something everybody deals with i'm sure mm -hmm. so i wouldn't say what you've done is worthless it's definitely good i just think you've uh, got to wrestle with a style that goes hand in hand with the with that sketch style that you have yeah coloring wise i mean because like uh bringing out those ripples and uh folds and clothing is very difficult mm. i feel like that's one of the harder things to do with rending rendering personally mm -hmm. at least i have that problem uh and it's hard for me to bring out like my style within those when i'm coloring so that might be something that you're also facing yeah yeah, I'm glad that I'm wanting to change it up, at least. I'm not even saying that it's in a better direction. I don't even know. But it's I'm changing it up to see what I can discover with... Yeah, um, like, you're taking chances. That's something you need to do as an artist, for sure. Yeah, getting away from just being um, Phil and everything. It's like, okay, I can create um, something that I usually would with uh, hash marks or something, but or with a line, but with color this time. And I want to see where it goes and what I can do with it. Yeah, that's something I need to work on, for sure. Yeah. It's all about studying, seeing how you go with things. I... Yeah. When do we start? Shit. Uh, Actually, we started later. That's like 540-something? An hour, an hour and five minutes. Okay, I mean... uh, We can talk about it a little bit more if you want. Um, We could, yeah. Uh, Anything that's on your mind? Any, like... I guess, not exactly closing thoughts, but ending-ish mm. thoughts. Ending-ish thoughts. Oh, oh, here's one thing. So, for Christmas, I had gotten from no one, uh, no, my girl. No one wants to know what you got for Christmas, Scott. Okay? But, but it's, it's really good. I think everybody will like it. Okay, fine. Jesus. Oh, yeah. So, what I had gotten for Christmas from my girlfriend was a um basically a planner it's a weekly planner for creative thinkers oh and i was looking into these uh, and i actually got a an actual planner it's like Ugh. yes finally it's like i think i really do need a planner oh dude i um, suck at using a planner but it's honestly game changing continue yeah so uh, i could actually possibly start this week i want to start this week uh and it helps you get out of your comfort zone um it has the week in view so it has like starting sunday to saturday and it has say for this first week week one it says goals for the week serve up fresh artwork draw or paint a new subject and it's like oh cool it's not just drawing it's also painting you can do whatever you want um catch a creative fire spark a new project creative starters draw three things something transparent something ceramic and something soft and so it has all these different prompts are for multiple mediums, not just illustration. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, I found a lot to do with traditional sketching again, so I actually could maybe learn something from... Um, they also mentioned collaging. It's like, oh, cool, I've done collaging before. It's a very nice way to just kick back, and it's like, oh, that looks really cool. I could use that. Literally just going through all the multitude, multitudes of magazines that I have, so... um. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to use it over the next coming weeks. And I guess if there's anything for uh, anything notable for me to share, it's like, yeah, definitely try it out. Um, 
show you or show or tell um things that i have learned from this and it's like there might be something for all of you i'm sure there will be uh for me like i said i'm gonna work on that composition piece and i'll let you know if i learn anything i'm sure i will i'll probably learn as much how much i suck honestly <laughs> but uh if my process changes i'll pull mm -hmm. that up uh for christmas for me actually i guess i could talk about that oh happy new mm -hmm. year everybody happy new year. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what i got for christmas from my fiance was a manga sketchbook that actually has um it has small panels that I can do thumbnail sketching on for storyboards, Ooh. and it has big-ass panels, that, and it also has perforation, so I can tear out things and scan them really easy, and uh, it looks pretty cool. It uh, has, you know, little areas for me to make notes, and it seems like a good thing to use. I think I'll probably end up using it for my manga storyboarding and stuff like that, but Ooh, nice. I might use it earlier just to, you know start using it because i don't want to just have it and then never use it i've been actually kind of afraid to use the first page so maybe i'll use the first page while i'm gone yeah between yeah. this podcast and next but yeah um it's a cool thing that i got for art christmas nice yeah i think that's about all i can really talk about today i don't think i have anything else to stretch out yeah yeah i think i'm done for today i think i've juiced all my ideas yeah i'm 100 spent <laughs> uh but yeah thanks for tuning into uh this week's podcast everybody and mm -hmm. uh like we said happy new year into the 2021 happy so new year but whatever. Uh, yeah. Happy New Year. We'll catch you guys in the next episode of Between Two Froze. Alrighty. And Two Froze out. See you guys.